Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Guys and gals, this is Jesse, and I've got Ryan on tonight. How you doing, Ryan? Let's see. Got him added on here. All right, maybe have a little technical difficulty, but we got Ryan on with us tonight, and we got a pretty exciting podcast to be airing for this episode. I know a lot of people are wondering what is going on. And, hey, I'm uh, sorry. Some... I'm a retard. I had my phone muted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Good to hear your voice again, Ryan. Good to hear you guys, too. Sorry it's been so long. Oh, no, absolutely, man. We love having you on anytime we can get you. So a uh, quick update for everybody. It's just going to be myself and Ryan tonight. Kyle is on his sweet, sweet honeymoon down in Disneyland. Oh, he, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I know. He's lucky, man. He's going to do that old Jedi experience and everything. So, well, that's where I, I like went that. for my honeymoon. So. Yeah, yeah, lucky. I think a family member paid for it and uh, as a gift. And, and uh, he's down there with Shelby having some fun. Hopefully not listening to the podcast because they need to be enjoying each other. But if they are, shout out to Kyle and Shelby. Congratulations hey, on hey, a happy hey. date. Oh, yeah. Now uh, turn the lights down low and have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell so, uh, my half-open bottle of Cavatier that it is time to go now. <laughs> so tonight we have some lost topics, but first and foremost, Ryan, did you have a pretty good Easter there, man? I did. I did. Um, got to see lots of the family. You know, we ate some candy, you know, stuff we're not supposed to be doing. That's what the vacation holidays are all about, isn't it? Absolutely. Chocolate bunnies. 
I like the cookies and cream one though. They are good. Although I'm I'm uh, I'm partial to the Cadbury egg personally, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's people like Cadbury eggs. I do myself. Um, and then there's also some other people who prefer the Peeps. Now, I'm not too big on those. What about you, Ryan? Yeah. No. I'm not a big marshmallow <laughs> fan. It's, it's it's not the taste, it's the texture. They're just they're weird. They're gross. Like this all in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I don't like that frosty type flavor. But, it's like those uh, uh, those circus some... peanuts that they sell at the grocery store. They're gross. You know, it's the same yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I don't I don't like the peanuts like that either. I mean, those those things are kind of weird. I guess you got to appeal to the masses in some sense, but yeah, I don't know. Well, somebody's Easter. buying them. They sell them, so I don't know. <laughs> Every year, man. That's all they got to do. That and then I think this one where they even had like you could paint or not really paint, but you could take a crown and color over a plastic egg. I guess it's for those new experiences for the uh, next generation, I guess. I don't know. I've never seen that before, but it's pretty cool looking. Huh. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, I, I've never seen that before either. Yeah, I saw that at Walmart, and uh, I was like, wow, this is uh, a little bit different. This is kind of cool. I might be interested in buying it since my little one is interested in coloring now. But at the same point, I was like, yeah, I don't know, you know, just because it might be a little bit of a mess. But at yeah. any rate, so you getting some spring done there too, Ryan? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. You getting some uh, spring cleaning done uh, during this April spring time? You know, I don't believe in the concept of spring cleaning. If you keep everything yeah. clean throughout the year, you don't have to spring clean. There you go. Plus, my I wife like does it. all, so you know. Yeah, she probably likes to be the one to organize the uh, sticky notes. I'm sure. <laughs> well, we would argue about that, but you know. <laughs> well, welcome again, guys and gals. This is episode 15, Spring Fling, where we're bringing some new pop culture topics where we talk about Star Wars, the new trailer from The Last Jedi, the comments from Luke Skywalker. Does he mean it or does he not mean it? Uh, we have a new guest coming onto the show, Nondor Tamaska. A uh, great man from Nashville, Tennessee, probably the strongest man, arguably in the southeast, let alone in all of Tennessee, uh, going to be joining us at 9.45 Eastern Standard at eight minutes. And he's going to talk about his bodybuilding career, uh, his ins and outs of his video log that he does for health and fitness. And we're excited to bring him on. I haven't talked to him in a long time. He's a older uh, friend of mine from way back when. And a legend in his own right, but uh, we'll be excited to bring him on. I also have some new topics to be joining on as well. We have some celebrity talk that's starting to light some fire, where Vin Diesel has something to say about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Maybe a marketing ploy for Fate of the Furious. Maybe not. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. And then, of course, you can find us on iTunes at JK Podcast on the search bar, Easy Greasy. And then, of course, you can download, listen, subscribe there. You can find us on Twitter at JK Podcast 101, also on Facebook at the same handle at JK Podcast 101. You can listen to us into any free audio podcast app. Just search for us, JK Podcast. It has all the up-to-date episodes where you can download, listen, subscribe to your Android device, iPhones, iPads, Max PCs, listen wherever you are, however you are, and where you are. So, uh, Ryan, it's been a minute. I, I think it's been a, a little over a month since we last talked, but so what? what's new with you, my man? Well, just you know me, man, working. Uh, I got through Mass Effect Andromeda. I'm working on okay. Horizon Zero Dawn now. Uh, new Star Wars trailer, you know, Rogue One's out on Blu-ray. Finally convinced Absolutely. the wife to let me get all of the Star Wars digitally so I can watch that at work now. You know, it's nice. good. So what is trying your to get my hands on a Nintendo effect? Switch, man. Can't find one. Yeah, I can't either. I tried. But what's your what's your opinion on Andromeda? Um it it feels like a mass effect, which makes my heart feel good because I that was one of my biggest worries that they were changing so much. 
and mm-hmm. relying so much on the formula of Dragon Age. Um, mm-hmm. But it still feels like a Mass Effect. They did a really good job with it. The story's not near as dire. The characters right. aren't near as interesting. Yeah. Um, well, not all of them. You know, some of them, like, the main character's really, really good, and a couple of the side characters are really, really good, but, you know, everyone was just so good in Mass Effect. But overall, it's a solid 885. It was a good game. It has it has issues. It's very buggy, very glitchy. Right. Um, I know, I mean, it's the first time in a long time I've had a game crash on me mid-play. Okay. Um, but uh, the feel is there, and it, it takes it from a different angle, like, the original trilogy was all about the Reaper invasion. This kind of flips it on its head. You're invading this new galaxy. And you're not a military person. You're this pathfinder. And the objective is not to stop this invasion, but to find a new home. And so it's, it's a different perspective, but it still has that Mass Effect feel. It's really, it was really good. The plot, you know, the plot was good. The story was good. The pacing was good. The mechanics right. are there. It was, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, I'm actually excited to kind of pick up a copy and see how it is. Um, I've heard mixed reviews here and there, a little confusion with the story. Um, but, you know, I think once they clear it up and you start playing the game, it's a little bit easier. So, uh, you know, I actually played through Horizon Zero Dawn. And for the same company that came out with Killzone, not bad. Not bad. You know, I'm, I I'm think, about an hour and a half in, and I am blown away already. I mean, this game you know, I, is just I think, so good. I think it's probably, Ryan, arguably the best game on any console right now. I, uh, like I mean, again, I'm only an hour and a half in, so I haven't got a whole lot into it. And I haven't mm-hmm. played Zelda yet, which I hear is phenomenal as well. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, for the hour and a half I'm in, and you know me, man, I'm the world's biggest Mass Effect fan. I mean, I love Mass Effect. I have Mass Effect tattoos. Yes, um, I know. <laughs> but I gotta give it. To, I gotta give it to Horizon at this point, man. So far, I mean, again, now this is real cursory. I'm only an hour and a half in. Want to make sure that's well understood, everybody. Um, but so far, game of the year for me so far. It's really, really good. Absolutely, I completely agree with you on that. Um, I've I've played the entire story, and uh, I'm trying to actually complete the entire game to get a that special trophy that we all love on on uh, the PlayStation uh, trophy list there. And uh, so basically, you know, it is without a doubt, even the side stories, pretty awesome. And some of them actually leave you wanting a little bit more from the developers. And I actually started doing some research and looking to see if they had any DLC content uh, to release for the game, as I would be more than happy to pay whatever price to be able to play a little bit more in depth for Horizon Zero Dawn. So that I've been tackling, um, and then of course, Walking Dead: A New Frontier just released their third episode. I haven't started it because I'm trying to wait a little bit longer because I love it so far. Love Telltale Games, and I uh, don't want to blow through the third episode and then be like, okay, I got to wait another month and a half before the next one comes out. But uh, on right, top the good of that, and the bad of episodic content. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think about them? announcing the Guardians of the Galaxy for Telltale Games. I think if anybody can pull off a Guardians of the Galaxy game, it's Telltale. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the Telltale formula, but for certain concepts, it works. Like, Tales of the Borderlands works really, really well. Um, The Batman Mm -hmm. one was really, really good, too. I agree. Um, You know, so I think think if any game company can pull off a a game that has that many characters, I think it's going to be Telltale. I don't know. I'm cautiously yeah. optimistic about it. Well, they kind of did in a sense with uh, Borderlands in their version. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, certain of their their, their versions worked really well. I mean, again, Borderlands and um, and Batman worked really, really, really well. Um, yeah. But some of them didn't. I mean, you know, Walking Dead first season was really, really good, but they haven't had a really, really good season since then, you know? Agreed. So... Some of them work, some of them don't. Um, I think Telltale needs to take three or four years off and redo its engine. It's it's way too buggy for a 2017 uh, company. It's way too buggy, and it just it's starting to look old. It's starting to look dated. Do you think that they're doing this all at the same time because they're trying to ride that wave? Absolutely. I think that they're going to run it into the ground as long as they can, and when until people start voting with their wallets, I don't think they're going to change. 
Plus, you know, they got Marvel backing up a, a dump truck load of money for them to do stuff, so. That's true. That's true. Well, you know, I love the stories they have coming out. I was skeptical of Borderlands, played it, loved it. Probably one of my most favorite ones. Uh, even the Michonne DLC download, uh, the separate Walking Dead uh, version of Telltale Games is pretty good. Uh, but still, I think that they've done better since the original ones, like Jurassic Park and Back to the Future. However, I think you're right. They need to redo their engine, take a year, uh, maybe even two years off, and tackle another big concept, and maybe even get a little bit more room where they can they can release some longer stories, bigger games, uh, going into like Game of Thrones, uh, possibly even Star Wars. Uh, then you have Batman. You can even do something to the effect of the Guardians of the Galaxy, where you have, you know, the the DC, uh, you know, league in the comics. So I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot that they could do with it. But you know, I think oh, this should just take I mean, a year or two off. Oh, I, I mean, absolutely. And I'm not trying to bash Telltale. They do a good job. I mean, I like their games. I, you know, I just, you know, you look at you look at the companies who. Uh, who will who will last the times? You know, you look at Naughty Dogs. You look at uh, uh, Rockstar. You know, these companies don't put out games every year, let alone right. the three or four that Telltale's putting out. You know, so absolutely. You know, I think that there's a lot of things that they have in the process that would really be beneficial for gamers, a little more fun. But I think also they need to make sure that they have better graphics, better storylines, less glitching. And that sort of thing going on for them as well, because if you if you develop a game that is on fire and effective for the gamer and people absolutely dive into it and love it, I think it's definitely one where people are going to be willing to pay an extra ten fifteen dollars if that's what they're wanting to do. Absolutely, so, well, I mean gamers are a fickle breed, you know. So we'll, we'll yeah, spend money. I mean. So, but uh, diving into the next part of our show, we have Nandor Tamaska coming on as our guest. Uh, let's see here. Nandor has got his own video log going on for his business that he does of bodybuilding. And like I said earlier, probably the most strongest man, arguably in Tennessee and arguably possibly in the Southeast. How you doing, Nandor? Good, man. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. It's been a long time. How's the family doing? Uh, we are doing good. Staying busy. Uh, we got a new new little one. I don't know if you know about him. Um, so I got a 10-year-old, 11-year-old, and an 18-month-old now. So. Oh, wow. Well, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. That's just, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting times. <laughs> yes, I can, I can understand that. Uh, they got a, I think, a, let's see, she's 1.8 now, we call her. We don't even say like a year and a half, we just say 1.8. So she's like a iOS update every month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But uh, let's see here, we have a former U.S. Marine term bodybuilder, Nandor Tamaska. How long have you been working in this field? Uh, in the fitness field, I've been for about 13 years now. Um I guess I got started pretty much right out of high school. Um, joined the military, uh, did that, um, and was in a reserve unit, and then got into the fitness field um, kind of after that. So pretty much since I was like 18, 19 years old, been in wow. in fitness in some, some form or capacity. That's awesome. So how did you uh, get started? Um, so after I got back from boot camp and then we have like combat training, uh, kind of all that kind of gets you set up, um, you know, for reserve lifestyle. When I got back, my dad owns a mechanical shop and he had a client that owned a gym in Atlanta, uh, rope man's fitness in, in Doraville. And, um, he just, you know, was telling him about me and that, you know, I was coming back from the military and could possibly be looking for, you know, a job somewhere to, you know, just do something. And uh, so I went up and met with Rope and just started working there. And he had a gym. He trained um, a lot of professional athletes, um, 
big names at the time. I didn't know it, but Shannon Sharp worked out there, Rodney Harrison. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, some big names back in the day. So um, Ray Lewis was there. Um, so, yeah, it was awesome. uh, it was interesting to kind of get, get that experience. But, yeah, I worked the front desk and cleaned the bathrooms. Um, and then just he kind of, you know, showed me his training philosophy and you know why he was doing stuff and the methodology behind his training um and he was actually the training partner for lee haney who was a big time bodybuilder way back in the day um Mm -hmm. and so just kind of got introduced to that whole the bodybuilding world and you know sports training and stuff like that so i worked for him for three go ahead I was going to say, it sounds like a little bit of a Rocky story there for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. It was, you know, I was kind of thrown into it and not really knowing what to expect and, um, you know, kind of being exposed to that side of it, you know, really sparked my interest. So um, after about four years, kind of pulled off and opened up my own studio um, in Conyers, our hometown there, and worked that for a while. And then, you know, kind of been all over the place since then. So, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I remember throwing up in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that too. Actually, many, yeah, many the same people. place I went and signed uh, the contracts for my first home. Oh yeah. Yep, right upstairs. <laughs> yeah, so I was there. I guess I was there for probably about six years. Yeah, you were there for a long then, time. I remember. Chris yeah, went and then we uh, flabbed the jab pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did that with a with a couple people. Well, you were very effective. I know that. So when you relocated to Nashville, did it take a lot mm-hmm. of time to get your you know client base back in standard, or you know how did it, how did it work for you when you went all the way from one giant metro area to the Nashville? city trifecta area yeah so coming to nashville you know was a a tough call we didn't know anybody in the area um you know basically starting a business from scratch so um a couple probably every weekend for about a month two months before we were you know making the move i was driving up here and just scouting out the area so i was looking downtown i was looking you know out outside of town, just kind of all over the the area, trying to figure out the best place to put the uh, CrossFit gym that we were opening up. And uh, so we, you know, decided on a high retail spot. It was right next to Target in Brentwood, which is one of the most, you know, popular Mm -hmm. affluent areas here in Tennessee. So, um, you know, with that, we knew we were going to get a lot of foot traffic and just people coming through the door interested in, you know, what was going on. Um, there wasn't one for, uh, probably about 10 mile radius. So we were, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the only game there in that, that city. So we felt good about that. The only thing was, you know, the rent and everything was going to be crazy. So I knew we got to get in there and, and kill it. So, um, right. so yeah, we settled on that and me and Miranda, my wife, we worked it for, I mean, I worked 14, 15-hour days, six days, five, six days a week, uh, just me and her just kind of growing that thing. And it took a while. It took us a good, you know, kind of six months to a year to where it was it was up and kind of running, sustaining itself. Um, but it was, a lot of, it was a lot of work and a lot of heartache for sure. Yeah, I know that you put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it. And like you said, get in there and, you know, get it started on get it going I, I remember that's one of your biggest things you would say <laughs> but uh definitely you know moving to nashville i know i had a culture shock and it was a good opportunity for you and the family and it's done well so what gave you the inspiration to start your own video log uh for you know your bodybuilding so i guess recently i was it's probably about it's been two years now um, we've sold the CrossFit and gotten out of it, um, with the addition of our newest little guy. Um, I kind of had to take, 
a more, I guess I would say like a full-time corporate type job that, you know, has benefits and all that. Um, so not really out of the fitness business, but, you know, not fully involved as I have been for the past two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of wanted, wanted a new adventure and kind of something new to push myself with. Um, as well as I recently got injured, uh, I have a knee injury. So men's physique bodybuilding was kind of what I was looking at. Um, and right. it kind of helped me stay motivated and push me and, you know, get me through this process was I thought, let's do a video, you know, vlog every week and kind of document the process and, you know, kind of see what comes from that. Um, so that's what kind of sparked that. Um, and it's kind of, you know, gotten me back into, uh, training again. I'm going to, I'm starting up a, uh, lean gains program. That's going to be kind of for guys. Um, you know, I would say about 25 to 40 years old, you know, they've been in the gym, just kind of spinning their wheels or doing workouts out of magazines and, you know, just haven't seen the results. Um, so trying to take, you know, what I'm learning from this and, you know, being a busy dad with three kids, full-time job, and, you know, trying to get to where I can compete, you know, in a bodybuilding show and take that right. and apply it and, um, you know, help some other guys out there that, uh, you know, might be looking for that edge too. So Now you recently participated in the National Pro Grid League. That, was that intense, especially you were saying with your knee injury? Uh, so that was before I, I got injured. Um, and it was, it was a really quick process. Um, they have, they do an online combine. So they have a couple tests that you have to perform. And then based on your test, they have a draft. Um, and Miranda was like, Hey, I think you should try it. Give it a go. I haven't been, you know, really had it on my radar or anything like that. She was like, I think it will just be something good to, kind of motivate you and get you, you know, doing something new. So I gave it a shot and uh sure enough I got drafted um to a team. So once you get selected for a team, then they have a process of where they're kind of testing you to see what they have different if you will positions. Um mm-hmm. and I was a body weight specialist. Um so they have different skill tests um that kind of test you on that position. So mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I was not as up-to-date on, like, the specific gymnastic skills. So they have some really crazy stuff out there that they do, um, and I just wasn't as proficient as other guys were. So I got put on what's called the developmental roster. Um, So I didn't get to play last year, unfortunately, because the team that I was on went and won the whole thing. So I guess technically I was on the team still. Um, but I was, right. you know, on the bench. So I well, still got the championship still, ring, but yeah. Um, so it was awesome. a good, good experience. Yeah. So we, uh, so I'm doing it again this year. They're, they have the same type of deal. Um, they have the combine and the draft, which I think is coming up in the end of May. So, um, we'll kind of see what happens this year and see if I can get on an active roster this year. So. Awesome, awesome. Now, for all you guys and gals listening out there, we're talking to Nandor Tomaska up in Nashville, Tennessee, and he is starting his own NutriFit system uh, for lean men from 25 to 40. We actually just shared your workout video that you have posted from Instagram. That's on your Facebook. It's the one where you're doing some push-ups there. Uh, Basically, (laughs) it's always impressive. Nandor is, I have to say, is probably – looked the best in shape every single time you see him you can go a week without seeing him and he still looks good it's almost like a wrestler you see him and then you're like man how the hell did he stay fit for all these years <laughs> but uh do it's you think a, you're in the uh, best your struggle, life now? yeah for sure um you know getting into crossfit i think was a really really good thing um it was a lot of new movements, a lot of the Olympic lifts. Um, just the style of workout is completely different. Um, so I think that really kind of helped 
changed my physique a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just been, you know, as I'm getting older and, you know, things are starting to ache here and there, I'm just more mindful of, you know, the way my body's reacting to stuff. So I just pay attention to it, listen to it, do what I can. Um, you know, nutrition is the biggest thing um, that I found out that I can go off the deep end. I mean, I can eat a whole cake and a dozen donuts, no problem. And, you know, do that every week, do it every weekend without, without an issue. So I have to, you know, really watch that and, you know, be mindful of my, my diet and nutrition and stuff. So. Well, can I, can no. I ask you, cause that's my biggest problem, like sugar. I love sugar. Sugar's yeah. my, my weakness. How do you keep yourself motivated? Cause I mean, I'll do that and I'll be great for like a month and then I will see a cake and it'll just call my name and it'll be like one of those cartoons where you like lift off your legs and the, and the, and the aroma arms are just waving you over and I can't like <laughs> resist. So, I mean, how, I mean, in all seriousness, how do you keep yourself motivated in that sense? So that's really a, a big thing for me is to have goals. So, um, you know, and that's kind of why Miranda suggested me do the grid league. Um, when I was, you know, healthy and doing CrossFit, I was able to do competitions, you know, pretty regularly. So I'd always have something that was coming up. Um, and that's why I decided to do the men's physique and do the vlogging and all that. Cause I knew it would give me a goal that I have to, you know, get to and then have an audience that's kind of holding me accountable. So having, having those goals, I think, um, and they can be little ones, um, you know, just wanting to lose, five pounds or 10 pounds within the next month, um, you know, setting realistic ones. Um, I think people set huge goals that they want to look a certain way or they want to look like, you know, the guys on the magazines or whatever. Um, even if it's just being able to get out and play with your kids or go, you know, run around the block, setting those little goals and that, you know, in order for me to be able to achieve that, I can't have, you know, the cake or, you know, whatever it is, pizza every single weekend. Now you can still work it in. And once I get, you know, off this diet that I'm on now, which is very strict, I do work in cheat meals. Um, I guess you'd call them that, but, um, you know, I watch what I eat pretty much throughout the week. And then on the weekends, I'll, I won't go crazy, but you know, if I want to go have, you know, cinnamon bun, I'll go have one. If I want to have hot wings, I'll have them. Um, and then just get back on it on uh, on Mondays and, you know, hit it hard. And then, you know, just try to have something that keeps you focused and moving forward. And just so everybody knows, you know, Nondor, when he talks about losing or trimming fat, he could probably take a razor and trim it versus having to burn it. <laughs> so uh, just to, to kind of cover one other area, too. So, you know, we talk about how fit you are and your strict diets you have and what you go through on a day-to-day basis to be able to stay in shape and the discipline it takes. So we went a little bit off the script here on this one. If you had to take on a celebrity that was in their prime shape, and it could be anything, it could be weightlifting, bodybuilding, MMA, whatever you feel you would taken best in who would it be and who you think would would win that outcome i would take i guess because i've been i don't want to sound like you know conceited or whatever here but i've been compared <laughs> to brad to brad pitt so i guess brad pitt and fight club be a good okay a good one okay so we would it be Brad Pitt? And I would like, come you know, out. Do what? And I would come out on top, obviously. <laughs> so would you take Brad Pitt like well, in Glory of course, of Hunters, I mean. or would you take Brad Pitt, you know, back in Achilles' time? Yeah, back in back in his day, back in his prime. Oh, well, Achilles! Like Achilles' time would be easy because all you got to do is go for that tendon. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that door's like I'm the one shooting the arrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. 
Well, definitely. Uh, thanks for the advice, man. I know that we're we were excited to have you on the show tonight. And tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Um, so it's pretty simple on everywhere. Instagram, it's Trainer Nondor. Uh, that's N-A-N-D-O-R. And then Facebook, it's just Nondor Tamaska. Um, on YouTube is where my blog is. Um, and that's kind of where I put up most of all my information on what's going on. And that's Trainer Nondor as well. Um, those are the main main ones. I have cited up TrainerNondor.com. And we have just more information about the program coming up. Um, the program is going to be dropping in April. So nice. May. My wife is telling me no. It's in May. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Well, uh, end of May. I have one more question for you too. Yeah. Okay. So when you walk in a room and someone asks you how much you weigh, do you automatically carry a bell with you? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> well, that's, I think I would. If I was in non-door shape, I'd have a bell, and then every time I tell somebody, it'd be like six one two twenty, and then have a little ding. <laughs> just just ring it and go. Yeah, just ring it and go. <laughs> but for I, me, it would probably be like walking in Applebee's. <laughs> I I do always get the people that are you know they come up and they're like, oh yeah, I used to look like you back when I was younger. And I was like, well, how old do you how old do you think I am? So I guess that's good. Yeah, well, you've definitely been in the greatest shape, and every time I see you, like I said, it's it's always like, man, how does this guy do it? And you've been doing it for a long time. So thank you again for joining us on the JK podcast. And just in case uh, anybody is looking for Nondor, we have them posted on our Facebook page on JK Podcast 101 on our handle, so you can click on his name, his link and see some of the videos and some of the posts he has for his new system he's coming out with and some of the body of work that he has done, pun intended, uh, for Nondor. Thanks again, Nondor, for joining us on JK Podcast, man. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. It was awesome having him on there. And uh, definitely, Ryan, if you haven't seen him, you just look on Facebook and look at his little video I posted on there. It just kind of goes to show that he's a pretty ripped guy. Like Chuck Norris almost. Oh, oh, I am. Oh, I already <laughs> did. I mean, and, and, I mean, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. A little bit of man crush going on here, you know. So. <laughs> well, that's one of those acceptable ones. When you see a guy like that walking down the street and you see him rip with that hairdo and everything, you're like, man. I would trade a lot for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's actually a really good guy. Served in the military, got out, uh, married a high school sweetheart. I had a beautiful family, and uh, they all have some awesome names. I mean, his name is itself, I mean, with the body where he has, with how rippy is Nondor, is just one of the most intimidating names you could have, and uh, it's pretty epic. He definitely lived up to the name. Right. I mean, that's 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 just, that's one of those names that you just, it's like, you know, the guy from James Bond, Mr. Kill, you know? It's like, <laughs> dude, you were born for that. You were just born for that. Exactly. Well, you know, it's like Lady Gaga would say, he was born that way. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I guess we get, we have uh, some time. We spent a lot of time there with him. That was an awesome interview with Nondor Tomaska there, the famous bodybuilder, probably the strongest man in the southeast of the Mason-Dixon line. But, uh, <laughs> you know, let's dive into <laughs> let's dive into Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and the teaser trailer. Now, Ryan, I already know you saw yeah. this. Well, I did. And first off, before we get going on this, I got a bone to pick with you, Jesse. How okay. dare you guys have a best of Star Wars show without me on it? I am offended. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm in shock that I was, you know, that that wasn't postponed because I wasn't on it. I mean, well, we'll definitely have another on. one. That's for sure. Oh, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Um, <laughs> but no, I did. I did. I was, I was, yeah, I was watching live the Star Wars celebration when they launched it, and man. What a great freaking trailer. Isn't it, though? Oh, okay, so, so Luke's saying that the Jedi has to end. Now, I know you're a huge, huge geek when it comes to the book. Now, do you think he means it in a sense of we need to become the great Jedi, where we both need to know the dark and the light side to, to survive and be able to 
surpass these quote unquote revenge of the Sith every, you know, third movie? Well, I mean, I think it's a little bit of everything to be honest with you. Cause you think about it, you go all the way back to where this all starts in episode one and you got to understand that the books are not canon anymore. So you can't take that stuff, you know, for, for the literal sense that it is, you know, back when they had all the gray Jedi and, and when Luke turned and all that, none of that stuff's canon anymore. So technically Luke's never turned. And I, I think it's all about that prophecy that was made about balance in the force. And I mean, balance innately is uh, the, the, the combination and, and the balance of good and evil of light and dark. You can't have one without the other. And having all Jedi is an imbalance. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing, but it is an imbalance. And having all Sith is an imbalance. And I think the Grey Jedi, or the, the I believe they're termed the Will-I, mm-hmm. is, um, is what the, the, the theory on the internet is, is that uh, the, he's, you know, Luke is the last of the, the traditional Jedi. When he trains, he trains a Rey, he's going to train her in the sense that instead of being good and dark and having this eternal struggle... If you train, if if she's in both, if she can bridge the gap and truly become this balance, then there won't be. I so, mean, it could be a little bit of everything. So basically, she's a new breed. It's going to be like a super Jedi, is what you're saying. Well, not a Jedi. I mean, Jedi has certain connotations and certain philosophy. I mean, a Jedi is innately good, and if you read, you know, labeled by the Jedi Code, something different. For, I mean, and, and first off, she's more powerful than Luke. I mean, and I mean, not yet. She's not trained, but in raw brute force power, it took Luke three years to be able to move his lightsaber without, mm-hmm. without, you know, with the force, you know, in between a new hope and she did it in four hours. So <laughs> let me ask you something. Do you think that the Skywalker midichlorian count and the power of the Skywalkers increases with each generation? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, or, if you want to boil it down in that sense, yes. But, I mean, the, the midichlorian count, all they are are microscopic organisms that communicate within the body to allow you to communicate with the Force. And you notice they don't mention the midichlorians because they don't want people going down that route anymore, even though it's can't. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. They really are trying to make people not, you know, go down that path as much as, you know, Lucas would probably want that to be talked about. But well, uh, see, on the, the midichlorians were were a were an approach for them to dumb down the concept of the force because right. George Lucas was designing these stories for kids. I mean, you can even, you know he did a recent interview where he literally said that that he designed Star Wars and and crafted Star Wars to be for kids, and that's what the midichlorians were was a way for you know kids to understand how the force works. And Disney's not going down that approach, so. Right, I, I absolutely agree. They're not going to go down that same path. They're going to want something of their own fill and taste. Which, speaking of, they're talking about making another saga after Episode Nine is done. Now, are you skeptical of that, or are you kind of excited that we're going to have some more Star Wars? I mean, I would have been prior to seeing what they did with Episode Seven and what I what I've seen so far of Episode Eight. Because I mean, I was skeptical mm-hmm. of of a continuation. You know, when Disney originally purchased, but. I mean, Disney's kind of proven their salt in this game, man. I mean, look at you look at Marvel and how they've kept that going for 10 years. You look mm-hmm. at, uh, I, I mean, I, I can see Disney doing it, and I can see Disney doing it well, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of excited. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's good to know we're going to have Star Wars for a good long time, and it's in good hands. So. Now, isn't it funny how the side movies are better than the original saga that they're releasing? And do you think that they're going to plan on trying to have the same film and the same feelings with these new sagas? I I think they're going to keep them separate. I think they'll do the traditional Skywalker saga, and I think that they'll do the side movies. And I don't agree with you, by the way, about the uh, side movies being better. But uh, that's another topic. (laughs) So you don't think Rogue One was better than The Force Awakens? I think Rogue One was a phenomenal movie. I think it was well done for what it was, but I think it's exactly what the title says. It is a Star Wars story. It wasn't mm-hmm. Star Wars. Well, you know what was better? Ewok. What was better? The Moon of Endor. <laughs> the Ewok <laughs> Adventure. 
that stupid movie with that magic stick and the two kids who got stuck <laughs> under the river. That's a good one. Oh, to me. oh, that was new. You had it, man. <laughs> so we're moving forward oh my here. <laughs> As, uh, oh, that's stupid. Laugh a little bit. Uh, okay, so Kaylee, I think her name is Kuko or something like that, or Coco or something. The girl Kuko, from Big Bang. Yeah, from the Big Bang Theory. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so she recently just released a Snapchat, a series of Snapchat photos of herself. Now, have you been able to see any of these? No, I have not. Okay. Are so they saucy? They are very saucy. Apparently, she's been working out, getting her abs in shape, and really getting her whole body in shape. No telling if she's going to be having a movie role of some sort that's coming out, or maybe it's just to be in a better shape for the seeming of what it could possibly be, the end of Big Bang and what she wants to do after. But uh, I definitely would encourage you to check them out. Definitely hot. Well, I will. (laughs) (laughs) And on a, another note for that, too, going into the celeb uh, talk, I guess we could say, for a portion of the show, Vin Diesel had some pretty uh, saucy things to say about Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, uh, and his co-star from Fate of the Furious. Now, I don't know if this was something that they planned on saying, but uh, from what I've heard from other people like Tyrese uh, and Ludacris, Vin D is definitely on point with what he says. So if he says something, he he definitely means it. But uh, I don't know if you were able to hear this, Ryan, but uh, he actually said that if him and The Rock actually came down to blows, that he would probably win. Oh, wow. That takes balls, man. That takes guts <laughs> to say that. I mean, you're talking about the people's champ here, man. I know. I could just oh. see him doing the people's punch. Laying down like the smackdown with the people's elbow. I mean... You know, in all real, realism, you know, I love The Rock. Don't get me wrong. He's one of my favorite entertainers. I mean, anything, I'll watch anything with him in it. I really will. But those are show mm-hmm. muscles. I mean, those muscles are not real. And Well, he did come from I'm, the entertainment I'm, era. Well, but, I mean, even back then, he was more real than he is now. I mean, his muscles now, I mean, or he's a genetic hybrid or something. I don't know. It just it doesn't <laughs> look real. But um, I've never been a huge Vin Diesel fan. I've liked him in a couple of movies. Um but, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I kind of have to agree with him. I mean, Vin Diesel is kind of an OG BA, and The Rock is an entertainer, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it would be it would it'd be an interesting cage match. I say we do it. Let's cage match it up. <laughs> Let's go ahead and sanction that one. It'll end up looking like the Peter Griffin chicken fight from Family Guy. <laughs> It'll happen like 18 times. It'll be times. like 10 different states, 12 different venues. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so he had something to say about that. Then you also had some other big news out there in pop culture universe. Floyd Merriweather Jr. and Conor McGregor from MMA has actually agreed to a sanctioned fight for a boxing heavyweight championship in Las Vegas. Yeah, I heard about this. I mean, I mean, you almost got to think the MMA fighter is going to take it by default. I mean, it's the old wrestler versus boxer. I mean, once the wrestler gets a hold of them, it's kind of over. I mean, not to mention that Floyd Merriweather is 40 years old. Well, that too, but you know, I mean, maybe, maybe, I mean, it could be just an entertainment thing. I mean, you think about it, that, that I would watch that and I'm not a big MMA fan, you know, (laughs) you know, it'd be interesting is if they went by the rules. Okay. So Floyd Merriweather, Junior had to be the boxer, and Conor McGregor would have to be the MMA fighter. So that means he can well, kick and punch. It? It's strictly boxing rules, and it has been sanctioned. So they're oh, so they're oh, so it's an actual like a, so they're both going to be in boxing gloves. Yes, they're both going to be in, in gloves. Oh. Um, apparently McGregor Floyd, does have background Floyd, where he started out as a boxer. Oh, uh, I still I mean he doesn't have the experience. Then Merryweather's going to take him. I mean yeah. There's no, there's no way. I mean, you, you know, unless he, unless he does a couple of exhibitions or something beforehand to get that experience under his belt, because I mean, it doesn't matter how athletic you are, a football player is not going to be able to go out and play baseball as good as a professional baseball player. It that's just true. doesn't matter, you know. So that's just my two cents, and I don't know anything about MMA, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I think 
I think Floyd Merriweather Jr. is great at defense. And he may actually have a chance. He's not an exciting fighter, but he's a smart one. Merger is more of an action man, and he talks a lot. And from what I've seen, the reports are they're guaranteed at least $100 million a piece for just showing up. Oh, well, I'd do that. Are you kidding? Yeah, I know. I'd come out of retirement to do that. Yeah. So it'll definitely be interesting. I think I definitely will watch that. It'll be a flip of a coin to see who wins. We still got to see what all those rules are for the sanctioned fight, but I think that would be one of the most epic bouts, I guess, well, of our I, generation right now. It'll definitely be entertaining. I think the more that they rule it up, though, the more rules that they put in place, the more it's going to play into Merriweather's, you know, his his, you know, into his uh, side. I can't speak for some reason, but um, <laughs> just because he's used to the stricture, you know, I mean MMA is very loose. And yes, it is. You know, I mean, the more the more rules you lay on that, the the less likely that he's going to be able to to fit in to his preconceived notions of McGregor of of how things are done. And I don't. I mean, just just again, I have almost no experience with MMA, so I mean, may, I, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. But that's just is maybe, what I would think. Maybe you adjust the rules. Maybe you let him headbutt a little bit. You know, and uh, maybe some elbow action too. You know, maybe hey, hey. down. If Merriweather's game for it, I'd be. I mean, I always thought boxing would be more entertaining if they could kick each other too. So that's true. Well, you know, it just opens the door for Sylvester Stallone to make an MMA boxing movie. So <laughs> Rocky comes back. Did to you see that Beastmaster thing he did on Netflix? I did. It's awesome. It was actually really entertaining. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think I was kind of skeptical, but he did a pretty good job. Just goes to show he's. Got talent in other areas as well. So, right. um, speaking of, you know, Netflix and some of their awesome shows that they actually do have out there, uh, Mystery Science 3000. Awesome. Yes. My favorite yeah. show. <laughs> I'm so happy it's back. And Felicia Day is so good in that show. It's awesome. I love it. Are, okay, so do you think it's better than the originals? Because I feel like it is. Uh, I mean, better is a strong word. Um, I don't know that it's better. It's it's different. They're doing more to let people watch the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because that was the biggest thing about the old Mystery Science Theaters. You, you, I mean, they were talking over the movie, and they're really going out of their way now to 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 make it so that you can actually watch the movie. And they're, what I think I read an interview where they said what they're trying to do is fill the negative space on the movies. Right. So... Um, I, I've, I've only watched three or four episodes, but I'm enjoying it. I, I don't know that I'd say I'm enjoying it as much as the old one. I don't like the new host, the new the main dude. I, I don't. I think he's boring. Um, yeah. The new Joel, per se, or whatever. But I think everyone else in that show is fantastic. Did you get to see Quill Wheaton? <laughs> yes, I did. Um. I, I'm 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 just so glad they brought it back. You know, I mean, I can deal with a boring host for for a little bit of MST, MSTK3. I love that show. It's so good. Yeah, it is. It's that corny flavor we all love and like. And I'm glad they brought it back yep. too. And Netflix is doing awesome. They're definitely making a lot of fans for their subscriptions. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, so, okay. I mean Netflix. I'll tell you what, though, dude. I mean, they've got so much original programming coming up. Though May is pretty much a Netflix month. Pretty much. Oh yeah, I, I know we were talking a little bit about that. I got to pull that back up and see uh, what the list is, so we can talk about that as well. Now, okay, I saw an article on Pop Culture on uh, one of the sites there on Facebook, and I noticed that Brad Pitt was being pitted against Mel Gibson as who is the better action star. Now, you got to look at it, you think Lethal Weapon, Braveheart, um, you know, and then some of the other ones like Get the Grinko from Mel Gibson. And then, of course, you bring in Brad Pitt where he has Troy, uh, Z, the World Z, uh, Inglorious Bastards, and a few other exciting films. Now, if you line up their films and action movies, who do you honestly think has the better career? I mean, I'm going to ruffle some feathers by saying this. I am not. I, there's like four Brad Pitt movies that I can honestly say that I really enjoyed. And the ones that I really enjoyed him in were not action movies. I mean, I'm talking 
you know, Meet Joe Black and um, the Ocean series. Um, I mean, he was comedic. He's funny. He's a good actor. I don't think of him as an action star. Mm. You know, so I would have to give it to Mel Gibson in that sense because you got, you know, the Lethal Weapon movies, you got Braveheart, you know. Uh, I mean, I can't think of any others at the moment, but I'm sure they're, they're, they're way more out there. And, I mean, just Lethal Weapon alone, he is such an OGBA. You know, he really I mean, is. I keep forgetting I can curse on this show, so I'm trying to – I censor myself without knowing I censor myself. But, I mean, I got to give it to Mel Gibson. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, and I'm not talking about personal life. I mean, you know, everyone's a little you – know, everyone's crazy. And I, you know, Woody Allen is a nut job in real life, but I enjoy his movies. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, I love Mel Gibson's movies. He's a nut job in real life. Tom Cruise is the same way. He's a nut job in real life, but I love his movies. Um. I, I have to use Mel Gibson. Just yeah, I I think I think you're right. I, I mean, I was going to say Mel Gibson too. I mean, I love Brad Pitt in some of his movies that he's done, especially in Glorious Bastards and Troy. But yeah, and Mel Gibson just has. So but I mean, much. again, look at Glorious Bastards, another great movie, not an action movie. I mean, I mean, he didn't. Right. He, I mean, there was some action in that movie, but when you think in Glorious Bastards, you don't think action. You know, you think. You think comedy more than anything else. You really do. And on top of that, too, you know, Mel Gibson has such a wide genre of work that he's done where he's been the director, the producer, the writer, and the actor all in one and been successful. And even if when he was going through his hate phase from fans around the world, he still dominated you know? No, I agree. I mean, he's, I, I mean, you say, you know, say what you want about the guy and his personal decisions and whether, I mean, he's clearly, you know, a little anti-Semitic in what he said. I mean, that's not, I mean, he's point blank said it, you know, but I, I, he's, I think he's, he's an entertaining actor. And he's a, he, I mean, he's one of those guys that you just, you can see the intensity when he gets into an action scene, you know? So, yeah. And actually I do have that, uh, May list pulled up here for Netflix. Now we'll skim through that real quick. Some of the big ones that they have coming out is Blood on the Mountain came out recently last year. Forrest Gump is coming out. Uh, then you look at mm-hmm. Malibu's Most Wanted. I know it's a personal favorite of yours. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, one of mine is Richard Pryor's Icon uh, is going to be on there. I love Richard Pryor. Yeah, He's, that guy was taken from us way too soon. Oh yeah. Uh, Richard Pryor, man, a man that will live in our hearts forever. Let's see here. We also have The Last Kingdom coming back out, season two. Uh, they have the Mars mm-hmm. Generation. They have a Spirit Riding Free. I think that's their anime series that they're coming out with the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. They also have Stakeland Two, The Host, uh, Beyond the Gates, Hunter Gatherer, uh, Trickery, which is another Netflix original. Uh, let me scroll through. The Adventure Club, let's see, Switched at Birth is coming out in Season 5. They're releasing that. So I, I'm assuming they're picking that up uh, for one of their new Netflix originals. They're coming out with the Sahara as a Netflix original film. A lot of original films being released here in some seasons in this month. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Love Song, Sherlock Series 4. Tracy Morgan is coming out with his own stand-up. So you see they got a lot of things like that, like Louie and, and a few other comedians like Dave Chappelle on there. Uh, and Glorious Bastards, if you're talking about that, is coming out. South Paul, a movie that was pretty decent with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, then they have mm-hmm. two other ones. We're trying to see House of Cards is coming back out. So Silva, well, I'm sorry. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I'm uh, thinking about her. But Sarah Silverman is coming out with her own stand-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Bang, Jurassic Park releases, of course, and it goes on like Good Luck Chuck and a few others uh, being released as well, including American Dad, and then of course Step Up. But uh, we're running loose on time here because we only got like a minute left. But we actually did awesome. We covered everything we we're going to talk about tonight. And then of course we had Nandor on. And then of course Ryan was on with us as well tonight covering up. And uh, Thanks again, Ryan, for jumping on with us. I know we're going to bring you on for the next podcast that we're going to have for episode 16. Hopefully Kyle will be back by then. If 
from his honeymoon. So thanks again, Kyle, for joining us. Or not Kyle. I'm thinking about him. Thank you, Ryan, for joining us. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) But uh, thanks again, Ryan, for joining us. Anytime, man. I know my schedule's been wonky, but it's settled down a little bit now. So shouldn't be a problem. Awesome, awesome. We'll get you on for more episodes. Join us for episode 16 next week on the JK Podcast. This is Jesse signing off. We're always on the fly, and we're always just kidding. Thanks, guys and gals. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.